I'd written some sort of a form of a play, a live play. And a friend of mine found it. He said, man, this is a really good play. And I thought, hmm, maybe that's what it is. I didn't know that this is what I was supposed to be doing, but I thought, maybe it is a play. His words were life in my ears. They were, this is a really good play. This is a really good play. And I heard that. And I, coming from where I come from, there wasn't a lot of encouragement. So to have him say that, I thought, OK, maybe I should move to Atlanta and try to put that show up. It was Black Spring Break. We called it Freaknik at the time. I went up for um, a weekend just to see what the town was like. And I saw black people doing well for the first time in my life. I saw black doctors and lawyers and businessmen and families together and going to restaurants. And you know, I realized that my family, we'd never been to a restaurant. We never um, sat down at the dinner table together. So to see black people doing this, I thought, I'm in the promised land. So went back, got my clothes, packed up my Hyundai and moved to Atlanta and said, I'm gonna work, save money, and I'm gonna put this play on at the 14th Street Playhouse. And that's what I did. It felt good, but it also was quite scary to do it because I had put all my car payment, rent, every dime I had, my tax returns, everything in this uh, play. And I thought 1,200 people would show up. I just knew it. And only 30 showed up. Lost everything I had, rent, car payment, everything. So I thought, is this it? And the thing that was the most frustrating is because I was praying through it. And I, I knew, I knew that same voice that brought those parakeets to me, that same voice said, this was going to be OK. This was going to be OK. And it wasn't. And even with that, I, I must say, because I hear my mother's voice in the back of my head saying, you always could have come home. But going back to New Orleans would have represented for me returning to a darkness that I didn't want to be in, in anymore. No matter what the consequences, I was coming out. I was going to find some light. I was going to live freely. I was going to live better. I wanted to live in peace, not in pieces. So I couldn't return back to New Orleans, couldn't go home. I had to make it work. So this went on and on and on and on. And I thought, this is just crazy. Why am I in this position? Because every time I would get an opportunity to do the show again, I go to my job, tell the boss, listen, I need time off to do this play. And they're like, nope, can't have any time off. You just started here. And I would go back to my desk and I say a prayer. I was like, God, if I'm supposed to do this, show me a sign. And I would hear that voice say, quit. So I would quit and I'd go out and do the show. Nobody would show up. The show wouldn't make any money. 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. But in 1998, after seven years of perseverance, seven years of not giving up, seven years of believing, seven years of praying, 1998, things turned around. I was 28 years old, I thought I was old. <laughs> I was 28 years old and I'd had enough, I was done. I was walking away from it. And I get a phone call saying, we have this opportunity to do this show at the House of Blues. I'm like, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. Well, I got talked into it. When I went down there, the show's to open that night. It is the coldest night in Atlanta. It was March 12th, 1998, freezing. And I'm complaining because the heat has gone out in the building. I'm thinking, we're supposed to have people. Nobody's going to come to this play. And, and that same voice that said, quit, that same voice said, shut up. 
Now get up and look out of the window. I got up from the table where I was putting the makeup on as old man Joe, walked over to the window, and there was a line around the corner trying to get into place. And I had tears in my eyes, and I, I sat down, and my like, God, all these years of struggling, all of it, what was it all about? What that taught me very quickly is that anything that comes easily may not be as appreciated as much as the things that you work hard for, that you struggle for, that you pray for. So I walked out on that stage and saw that crowd packed to the rafters, and then on their feet, given a standing ovation at the end of the show. And from that show to ones I did maybe two months ago, still sold out. Life for me ain't been no crystal stat. It's had tax in it. Boards torn up places, but no carpet on the floor, bare. I've been a climbing on and reaching landings and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there ain't been no light. So don't you stop now. Don't you sit down on the steps cause you find this kind of hard. But I still going, I still climb. And life for me ain't been no crystal stair. Well, life for none of us has been a crystal stair. But we must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. family as always always ask did you miss me if you're new to the impact secret podcast show welcome to the family to my existing family as always i have much really with humble being humble and with much gratitude i thank you for joining on this podcast show our goal our journey is to shift the mindset from personal development me excuse me through personal development and business i am your humble host ed for all you smart and intelligent folks out there listen that just simply means ed now pull up to the dinner table i got some stories to tell you know mr fist slogan we never rest in the middle we always rest at the end three impact secret value points that you're going to get out of today's show The first is the burden to take action. Again, the burden to take action. Impact secret value point number two, living in peace and not in pieces. That's by Tyler Perry. Again, living in peace and not in pieces. Number three, the fight that comes with living your purpose. The fight that comes with living your purpose today's show is entitled what does it mean to set your mind above things the persistence to keep going no matter what again what does it mean to set your mind above things the persistence to keep to keep going no matter what now let's get into today's show 
I was having a conversation with a coworker, which is a friend of mine's. And we were just talking about different side hustles and things we were looking into or we were into. He was telling me about how he had recently got solar power um, on his house, solar power panels on his home. Me being intrigued because I've all I had made it an attempt to speak with a rep previously uh, to get solar power um, panels put on my home, but the interaction didn't go as well as it should have. So I explained that to him, but he said, hey, this guy here, he's a really good he's a really he's one of those those guys that you definitely, you know, want to connect with personally and professionally. So I said, pass his information along. So he gave me his contact information. I reached out. We set up a time that he can come by the home and to my home and have a discussion about putting solar power panels on the on the house. As we were going through things and, you know, I was we were weighing a couple factors. There were things, you know, when we moved in the home, there were things that were required that needed to be done. So, you know, of course, paying those those things off. And he said, you know what, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, I could he said, I could sell you these panels right now. But honestly, I think you should should wait and let me let's build a strategy of how we want to to do this. I think it'd be make more sense uh, for you um, in the, and especially in the direction you're going to go. And, you know, since you don't know how long maybe you want to keep the home or if you want to do any further updates. So. That piece and also we want to just ensure that, you know, financially, as well as all the other comp- pieces you know, are aligned so you can get the best rate and, you know, the the less amount of money out of your pocket. I said, wow, this dude is amazing uh, because he could have literally just made it just a transactional situation and just sold sold the panels and, and kept it moving. So he and I talked. I mean, we we talked about a lot of different things from uh, school and education to um just the struggles that he has endured on his way from where he came from and making his way to the top and the persistence that it took and the things he tried out. And, you know, and we were just exchanging stories back and forth. So at the end of, you know, a couple hours had passed by and he said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm I'm about to, you know, head out and everything. And he said, Hey, do you mind if I pray for uh, you and your family? I said, you know, I'll never turn down any prayer. So yeah, sure. So he prayed for our family. And after that, at that moment, he, uh, he left and I had reached out to him and I said, basically cold calling him and say, Hey, I really want to know what you do. I said, because you you do it extremely well. How do I get involved in something like that? He said, I'll keep you in mind when an opportunity comes up. So opportunity came up where I could join a company in which I can actually do what he was doing. And here's the part that I'm learning about myself 
each and every day. Because as I tell you, family, this is a journey. This is a marathon. This is not a 100-yard dash, 200-yard dash, 400-yard. This is not a dash. This is a distance. Mm, I like that. I I think that's, I like that. So this is not a dash. This is more of a distance. And you know, in a distance, you have to use proper breathing controls. You have to prepare differently than if you were a sprinter. So with that being the case, I started going through the procedures and learning more and more about solar power and things like that. And I was extremely excited. I would stay up till five, six o'clock in the morning learning the material. And then I would sleep from about six to about 12 and then get up and do it all over again. Because at this time I was unemployed. I wasn't working a full time job because this is when the pandemic hit. And I said, This will never happen to me again. Well, as I'm going through the material, I'm attending the meetings. Everything was great. I was like, man, this I I can't believe that I've been blessed with this opportunity. But see, what was happening along the way is, is that even though I was I was pushing myself and and prodding myself to do it. It wasn't in me. See what it was is is that it was something. It was a is a it was a burden that burden that keeps pulling on me, and I was getting frustrated because the suggestions that he was making, which were legit, this man was a six to seven figure earner, and he said I can I basically can he can duplicate his success to me. All I got to do is pay attention and follow the trail he has set. But see, family, I've just for some odd reason and and, and until I really got into uh, learning about me, that's why it's important and imperative that sometimes in life, not in sometimes every time in life, you need to learn more about yourself and continuously learn about yourself because it's going to show you. Things that maybe you didn't know about yourself. You see, when you walk into a store um, and this was the time when, of course, when the pandemic wasn't here, when you walk into a store, a sales rep will ask you, hey, is there anything that I can help you with? And when you really don't know, you say, well, I am not sure what I want right now, but when I'm ready, I'll reach out to you. See, that is how sometimes in life you put yourself in a position where when you you start experimenting with things and you don't know if it's going to work, you don't know if you're going to have that aha moment. But when you do, when you see that piece of clothing or when you see that thing that you want it, it automatically clicks for you. So the solar power thing just wasn't clicking for me. Everything was there. I had the mentor that was going to take me up under his wing. I had the, the backing of the, the company that I was um, going to be working for. Everything was there. Anyone that would have walked into that situation would have said that is, that is a awesome experience. And the, the, effort and the determination that I put in, it was there. It was just the fact that it just wasn't, it, it, I, I felt something that was deeper and I couldn't explain it. I, I just really couldn't explain it. And so that is when I started to transition into the learning more about, you know, building funnels and, and things like that. And that's when I took that 30 day challenge and we were 
we were tasked with on one of those days to start publishing and see family. I've been publishing material, which has either been public or non-public for, for years. I mean, I, I was looking back. I really, I thought it was maybe three, four five years, but I actually have VHS tapes. If you're not familiar with VHS tapes, they're basically these tapes that there, it wasn't digital, but you would just take your camera recorder and you would create a, um, and just basically record yourself. And I, I've been doing this for years and I didn't realize what I was doing, but I always got excited to do it. So I would start and stop because I wasn't seeing the results that I thought that I should have had. So through that experience of doing the solar power and through the experience of going through a building funnels and, and having a, a, and enjoying it, I said, yeah, I need, I, I won't be able to do solar power. I, I understand that for me, I wasn't, I didn't have that aha moment. I didn't have that moment where it clicked for me. And once I got on this microphone, it clicked. It came. It wasn't that it came easy. It, I just because I've been working on it for years, it just felt natural. It just felt that all I was doing was having a conversation with people that are in the same journey with me or is willing to get onto the journey. They just need that push. And so when I realized that, I said, all right, I'm going to make the commitment. And that's when I see Noah Kagan's v, uh, video talking about the law of 100 and, and him saying, you know what? I, he said he regretted not continuing on his podcast when he took a break. So I said, OK, I'm going to do the law of 100. And that's when I created 100 episodes. And from there, I understood that this is my calling. This is the burden. This is the thing I keep pushing away from because I'm like, I want the results of some of the people that I admire and it's not happening for me. It's not turning a profit. And, and you know, my family needs to eat. We, I need to eat and it's not happening for me. Why should I go on? And then that's when t yesterday when I was doing um, research for the show, I I ran into this Tyler Perry masterclass off of Oprah and that really just told me everything that I needed to do because I've been struggling with a decision to invest more into what I am doing. So I, and I didn't want to make the investment. I, I got on my knees and I prayed and I said, God, if this is, a, if this is for me, I need to understand why do I know this is for me? And I realized this is for me. This is my calling. I didn't, I've been avoiding it because of the concern and the struggle, really the struggles that comes along with this, the struggle to capture all audience, the struggle to have to come up with titles that invoke and also align with what people are dealing with the struggle of knowing that the road has not been easy getting here the different experiments that I had to go through in order to find what I love see there's only been two times in my life where I had that you know um I guess that Eureka moment. One of the one of the times is 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 when I was bowling and I love bowling and I, I told myself, you know, I'm gonna be a professional bowler because 
I felt that I, I mean, when I'm on that lane, I'm just, I, I just feel so at bliss and I'm so excited and happy because I know that I'm, I just, I don't know how to explain it, family. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's, it's just an amazing feeling. And, and then the second time is, is again, recording these shows. I, I just get so excited and happy, you know, from everything from the beginning to the end of finding what am I going to talk about? How am I going to talk about? How am I going to build a story structure? How am I going to, to provide you strategies and tactics and give you things that once you listen to this, you know that the time that you spent listening to, to listening to the shows, it provided you it provided you value as well as it provided you an opportunity to take it and execute right away. See, that's why I ask you, family, I challenge you today. What are you running from because of the struggles and sacrifices involved? You see, for me, I have another big challenge up against me. The challenge is, is that. I have to get this out, get get this product or the product being myself out to more people. And the concern is, is that now I've always been guarded and I've always been really quiet to myself when it came to my personal life. But on the show, I, as you can see, I've shared stories about my mother passing. I've shared stories about, you know, my my high school sweetheart. I've shared stories about the the struggles and the, the bad decisions that I've made that I've learned from to know that I know I'm not perfect. I know that and I'm not striving to be perfect. I know that there's some things and, 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 and the concern is the pushback and people saying and what they're saying. But as I told you in, in yesterday's show is that I can't allow and I won't allow and you shouldn't allow the negative thoughts and comments of what people and their false belief to be pushed on you because they're afraid to to do what we're doing. And that's stepping out on faith. That's stepping out on our own accord and willing to take any arrow that comes our way, knowing that that is just part of the process. Because when people hate on you, when people just disapprove of you, it's not because of you all the time. It's because of what they wanted to do. And they were afraid to do it because they, they weren't sure if it was going to work see family in life nothing is sure is going to work you see my challenge that I have upon me is I was watching this video and this may have been I think this has probably been three to four months ago and the video which I'm gonna give him a lot of credit because I watch a lot of his material is called group 82 his name is Dorian and I I started following him but how he arrested my attention was this one video where he explained how he transitioned his digital marketing aspects of where he was at to to actually really winning and he broke it down in a way that I haven't broke. I haven't seen it broke it down before, because as I tell you, family, a lot of times when you watch videos or you hear content, a lot of times it, it is majority of strategies. Even sometimes when you buy people's courses, they provide you with strategies and not tactics here. Let me unpack that strategy is, hey, you should really work hard. That's a strategy. But a tactic is more or less, hey, these are the things that you need to do in order to that you're going to that's going to require you to work hard. You, you're probably going to have to get up. No, you will have to get up earlier than than you used to get up. So if you were getting up at six o'clock to be out the door by seven, seven thirty, 
Now you're working on your purpose. Now that's going to change. You're probably going to have to get up at four or maybe even three, maybe even two. I don't know, but it, that depends on your purpose and your dream that you have going. But he broke those tactics down and he provided the strategy. And when he provided the strategy, I said, oh, that's it. <clears throat> that's it. It's like I told you, I'm in the clothing store. Once I figured out what I want, I was like, yeah, that's it. OK, now sales rep, now you can help me because I identified that that was it. At, before then, I didn't know. But once I seen it. I knew. And so I knew what I, I know what I have to do. And in order to get more exposure to the show, to help more people to, <clears throat> excuse me, bring more, bring the audience um, into this journey. And we all take this journey on as a, as a collective, as a team, because it's not fun. You know, they always say that when you are, you know, they always recommend that when you are chasing your purpose and, and that you should include and, and find people that are like minded so you can need that support on days when you just don't want to do it. It's not that when I shouldn't say that you don't want to do it, but you you start having that that self negotiation with yourself, you know, the self negotiation. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow turns into two days later. And then two days turns into a week, a month, a year. And next thing you know, you don't missed a whole year of things you could be working on for yourself. So the challenge was that he that that he um, put out Dorian put out as far as he said, listen, you want more exposure? You want to see, you want to know how I got here. Here are the tactics that I got here. He said, I put out five videos a day, seven days a week. That's a total of 35 videos for a week. And I'm like, are you serious? Now, family, I want you to think about that for a moment. I'm only putting out maybe, and maybe, well, I'm putting out two videos in their stories on Instagram. So now you're telling me to to basically create five videos from, you know, um, he didn't break down the time, but on on uh, YouTube, it has to be a minimum. I think it's either eight or nine, eight minutes, eight plus minutes. So I need to do five videos like that. So are you serious? But I understand that it that it works. I understand that the. If you stay committed and, and being persistent to it, it will work because I I seen social proof of a gentleman that created a a Instagram and they told his story because he ended up selling his uh, his Instagram profile to, and, and his media company. I forgot how much it was, but I'll put it like this. It was enough millions for him not to have to worry about having to work. I'll say that again. It was enough millions where he didn't have to worry about work. And see, when you get enough millions like that, I, w I would still would want to work. I still would want to do it. But I'm saying he has the option. See, a lot of times we don't understand the importance of creating options. When you create options for yourself, you can decide that today. Well, you know what? I think I want to spend time with my family today. Uh, I have that option. Versus when you don't have that option, it becomes more a, of a drudgery. It becomes more of a frustration, like you're dragging yourself instead of being able to pick yourself up. So 
why do I share that with you about what Dorian provided in that video? I share that with you is because when we when we do not when we do not um, follow the things that are really chasing us we get further and further away from what we should be doing because we start asking a que- these this type of question. And I know you've asked this question. If you haven't, then my apologies. I, 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 I'm just human. But I say, well, what if this happens? What if I invest in all of this equipment and I invest in, you know, my craft and nothing takes off? What if this happens where nobody is really listening to what I'm putting out? What if, what if, and it's not feasible family. You see reason why it's not feasible because I can't allow myself to defeat myself. There are already people out there that want to do it for me. They already want to pump things in my head and tell me why, why, who would want to create a show five days a week? Won't you record it once a week? I mean, look at some of the top podcasters. I mean, um, what they got it two or three times a week, if that, and you want to do it five days a week? Are you ser- How are you going to come up with content? How is it going to stay fresh? So then they start pumping all this negativity into your mind. So that's why I realized today is the day that I can no longer wait. I have to go all in. I have to show a commitment. See, I understand faith is about taking that step and not knowing. See, a lot of times we want to know it works and, and we can't make that judgment. See, you have to you have to fight for the purpose that you want to achieve. You have to fight for where how you want to live your life because the day you give up fighting to, for how you want to live your life, society will dictate to you how you're going to live your life, how you're going to eat, how you're going to do things. To me, I've never been a prisoner jail, but that sounds like prisoner jail. See, you already imprison yourself behind bars of the of life because you've allowed other people to dictate what you can do. In today's world, it's too many opportunities. It's just that well, you have to experiment with everything you possibly can to find when you get that aha moment. I made an investment recently, actually yesterday. Uh, Ryan Holiday's he created a course, a reading course. And I remember I was on an elevator with a CEO. Well, I, I say CEO slash owner. He created a company and I would always hear stories. I would always hear stories about how um, people would get on the, uh, on the elevator with Steve Jobs and, and, you know, they would get nervous and everything like that. And I always thought, I said, what happened if I was ever on an elevator with a CEO or owner? What would I do? And I had that opportunity because he's he I'm not going to talk about the company and all that, the name of the company. But he he actually built the company from scratch. He started from the literally from the bottom. And I said, the first question I'm going to ask that I would ask him is what what was the book that changed your life? And what books are you currently reading? Why did I ask that question is because I I really, truly believe that people that read are leaders. I mean, because you have to constantly be learning and, and growing yourself. So I'm, I'm you know, that's what I believe. And so I, when I asked him that question, he said, I don't I don't read. And I'm thinking to myself that how did he get here? How did he get to this position? And so 
I said, well, maybe I don't need to read then. But for me, that's that was just too hard because I I, I love learning new new I mean, learning new ways of doing things and then being able to apply and execute it. So when th that particular uh, course came through my email, I jumped on it. I didn't even care how much it cost. I just I paid for it. I, I just like, huh. I, I need this because I want to learn how to be a better reader. I'm tired of reading things and then having to, you know, and I'm highlighting here and there and I end up, you know, I'll move on to the next book and I'm like, man, what I, now I got to go back and look at all my highlights. So I'm like, if this course can teach me how to organize the things that I've, I've, I've read, all oh, that'd be awesome. Right now I use an app called Readwise to and what it does, it just sends you the things that you highlighted. Uh, you know, I think you get like you, you can set how many highlights you want. So I like it, but I haven't been staying consistent with it. And I said there has to be a better way. See, and that's how it is, family. When you are in this when you are in this thing called life and you want to get the best version of yourself, you have to be willing to do what others are unwilling to do. Yes, I probably could have took that money that I spent on that course and and you know, maybe paid on a, on a credit card or, or done something, you know, that to me, it wouldn't have been a great return on my, on my um, investment. So that's why I'm a huge proponent in purchasing things that will allow me to better myself. There's nothing wrong of doing things nice for yourself, but I'm saying, what I'm saying is I am, I am that one where everyone be like, man, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for this this particular course, or I'm not paying, you know, uh, I'm not joining some membership and paying, you know, $25 a month to, to be a, a part of a group or, or, pay, you know, paying money for a mastermind who does that. And then you look at, see where they're at and they haven't moved one iota. They haven't changed their perspective. And then they're frustrated and they're complaining and saying, you know, uh, I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of, you know, being in a job that I don't like and that, that, that don't appreciate it. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. So you keep hearing that and they're afraid because they know that in order to chase or, or to, to obtain what they really truly want, there's a price to be paid and that price. They don't want to pay the price of admission. I think I just said something family. So what I'll say to you family is this. Here are, the, here are the tactics. I just really gave you a lot of strategies here. Here's the tactics. The first thing you need to do is sit down and identify what has been what has given you the aha moment. What has made you connect? What do you keep going back to over and over again? That thing that you keep going back to over and over again, even though you may not see it as something that right now that can make you money, that's the thing you need to, to start going after. Who would ever thought that somebody could sell you coffee for five to six to seven, even more, uh, a cup of coffee that you can make at home and, and you got Starbucks killing the game, making billions on billions. Who would ever thought that there's a service in which they will bring your food to you from any place that you want? Who ever would have thought that a a a person can be a taxi driver, but in their own particular car, we got Uber. Now, who would have ever thought, family, you get where I'm saying. So the tactic today is, is more or less of you taking 
a chance on yourself is taking a, an opportunity to invest in yourself and do it slow. Don't move past the process. I heard this interview from Nipsey Hussle. And I, if you don't mind, I'll just like to download to you the highlights of what I what I heard. See, here was one of the highlights that arrested my attention. He said when he got into the rap game, he understood that it was a marathon i.e. that's why he created the marathon store but it's a marathon and what he understood is is that he wasn't going to move faster than where he was at meaning that if right now he was doing mixtapes he was going to focus on mixtapes and when people were pitching him to hey you you should sign up with this company so you can put out an album he said we're not there yet he when he before the that he under you know before the internet came around and all of these things he was selling mixtapes out of his trunk because that was his sort you know his way to market and then he said then he built up to you know of course creating um the internet presence and all of these things but he said a lot of times we want to jump the 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 process i told you i told you a story you know because i'm six five i'm long i have a tendency uh well I, i i'll say i had a tendency that i would um when i'm running up a flight of steps or going up a flight of steps I wouldn't take your normal one step at a time. I literally could, I can literally skip up to four steps and just literally running, jumping up to the fourth, run, jumping. And I was like, you know, in one day I, I did that and I slipped boom. And, and when I tell you, I, I hit my nose and you know, my people, when we do something, uh, where we fall or anything, we'll start doing something to play it off. Like I went in a straight, like I was doing push-ups on the stairs. <laughs> don't judge me. Don't judge me. But the point I'm trying to make is see, I was trying to skip the process because I was trying to get to the top of the stairs faster. But if I would have just took my time and went up one step at a time, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had to suffer that temporary pain of my nose and my face throbbing. So family, I'm telling you tactic number two is, understand that this is a a marathon take one step at a time and when not and i'm not going to say when you're ready because there's a lot of times you're not going to be ready and you're going to have to move forward anyway what am i going to what i'm telling you is continually to work on your skill set and continue to build up your skill set as you go up each stairs family that has been today's show i hope I pray that there has been something that has moved you, whether it was the Tyler Perry uh, audio I played for you, whether it was the Martin Luther King audio I I played for you, whether it was something that I said during today's show. I hope something moved you today, moved you, not just moved you just to be inspired and you get that dopamine pumping that you get excited. I hope it inspired you to go and execute and, and basically go get results and, and focus on those things. I have been your humble host, E.D. And this has been another Impact Secret Podcast show. Every time I get on this mic, I give it my all. I treat my first like my last and my last like my first. Just to quote Biggie. Be an inspiration to somebody today. Share this message with somebody today that you think that needs it, that has 
been wasting time because they wanted to be comfortable. Share this message with somebody that is thinking about quitting and you know if they keep going, they'll get it. Share this message with somebody today that really, truly believes and they just need to hear it from somebody else that they can do it. I'm out.